0: Hey, CW Fighters, what is crackin'? I gotta tell you, this past weekend's expedition was off the charts, like, seriously amazing. Shout out to my main girl, Farah for pulling all of this together. She's got the organization skills of a ninja, I swear. And let's not forget Jessica Jones, the fearless cryptid huntress who joined us. She's like a real-life Lara Croft, but with <laughs> better jokes. Now, listen up, folks. I gotta spill the beans on some exciting news jessica and Farah have their own big things in the works for their own podcasts i'm talking big things people so do yourselves a favor and follow them a s a p trust me you don't want to miss a beat when it comes to their updates and news it's gonna be epic (laughs) okay so let's talk about this podcast it's been a wild ride let me tell you We recorded this bad boy a couple months back, but man, we had some audio issues like freaking crazy. I had to work my editing magic to clean it all up. I mean, it was like trying to turn a chicken into Mike Tyson. But hey, we made it happen, and now it's ready for your listening pleasure. But wait, there's more. Cue the infomercial voice. Our membership is officially open, folks. If you want to invest in the future of this podcast, you better jump on this opportunity. As a member, you'll get way more. <laughs> so, oh, my, my infomercial voice is hilarious. As a member, you'll get way more than just ad free listening. We're talking bi weekly virtual meetups with yours truly and my buddy Drewski. It's like a comedy show meets a support group, and it's going to be legendary. airy, airy. But wait, there's even more! You also get merch discounts, early access to new episodes, because being fashionably late is overrated, behind-the-scenes sneak peeks, access to the exclusive Cryptid Warfare community, and much more. That's right, you'll be rubbing virtual elbows and shoulders with fellow cryptid enthusiasts and sharing conspiracy theories like it's nobody's business. So don't be a snoozefest, my friends. Join us on this wild podcast journey, because we're just getting started. Together we'll conquer the cryptid world, one laugh at a time. Let's do this! On a serious note, guys, thank you so much for making this happen, because it really wouldn't have happened without you. It really is a true joy for us, covering this stuff, and and meeting and chatting with the people that we have been, and the future of Cryptid Warfare, you're going to hear me mention this A freaking diary out the mouth sometimes. Um, And I repeat myself a lot, but it's when I get excited. I'm freaking like a kid in a candy store who's hyped up on coffee. Um, There's just so many things that are in the works right now. I can't really talk a lot about, but when the podcast grows, which it will, um, we're going to have more financial opportunities that allow us to be able to do, give, and go so many more places to bring you guys the, the best content we can. So yeah, and July, which is right around the corner next week, we're gonna have some really juicy episodes, and that's all I got for you. All right, enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Zook. Hey guys, I'm Drewski. Hey, don't touch that! Don't touch that! And if you have a story or encounter, shoot us an email or a detailed voice message to cryptidwarfare at gmail.com. That's C-R-Y-T-T-I-D-W-A-R-F-A-R-E at gmail.com. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is
1: Drewski, uh, uh, and... See, baby. Hi, hey guys. I want to say uh, <laughs> thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. This is Cryptid Warfare and Conspiracies. Uh, guys, we got some awesome, awesome, earning guests and an awesome lady, which is his wife, his lovely wife. If you guys ever get a chance uh, to watch uh, Skywatch News, uh, you'll probably hear about these guys. They're basically world-renowned. Uh, Derek and Sharon Gilbert, uh, they also have an uh, app out there. It's called the Gilbert House app or TV. You guys will find, if you guys are into anything, Biblical eschatology end times. You guys want to learn some Bible studies? You guys want to learn some biblical knowledge, guys? These are the guys to go Uh-oh. to. So if you guys want a good, good, good news app, I suggest looking up Skywatch News and yep, changed my life. So if you guys want anything biblical on it that they talk about, they basically go about you the also news hear news in a biblical way. Yeah, I'm still here. You there?
2: Looks like Zook is uh, froze. Oh, no, frozen. Oh, there right.
3: it, there it.
0: Are you back? Oh, okay,
2: there we go. I saw all these. Man, I was just hearts? thinking. I'm but like. Saw all these oh, little, little hearts on
3: the
4: screen. Did you see that? <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, anyways, guys. Yeah, I, know, so, I was getting desperate. Yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to figure out what these buttons do to fix all right, it. Sorry, <laughs> guys. Have some technical difficulties here. But, anyways, guys, if you guys get a chance, check out Skywatch News. Eric and Sheldon Gilbert, they are awesome people and definitely they're the tip of the spear when it comes to. Um, when it comes to spreading the word of God, so guys, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Yeah, we're honored to have you guys
3: on. Oh, well, thank you so much yes, for inviting us. You, thank you. Yeah, this is fun. You guys, you you know, we we know what it's like. We were like I don't know one of the first people to do a Christian podcast yeah. back in March of two thousand five. And if you could have seen the setup we were using, you would feel like yours is so yeah. easy and cool. Yeah.
2: Technology. We we, we were using uh, like gaming headsets that were uh, were consumer grade at best. We're using our uh, digital
3: uh, video camera to uh, change the analog signal to digital. We were using a weird setup for phone interviews. We also had to use like three different software programs. One called Soundflower to convert everything, and then to upload it to Apple because they didn't have their really cool software yet for uploading to iPod. Uh, sorry to, uh, uh, what did they call it back
4: then? Oh, it
3: was essentially their Apple Podcasts, but it was still something else. But anyway, we were one of the first. It
2: the iTunes store.
3: Yeah, the iTunes store. That's right. Yeah. Telling me. So, yeah, it was a Ruth Goldberg sort of setup. Weird.
1: Oh, wow. A word. Yeah. Okay. So, gaming headsets, it kind of reminds me of like uh, back in the, well, like Xbox and
2: stuff like that. So uh, uh, except these were really low tech. I mean, these were early days. So it was, these are really cheap. Uh, we got to a point where, uh, one of, one of them had a rattle in it. So whoever was wearing that, <laughs> headset so moved their head during the program because you hear this true. rattle every time you moved. So, um, Yeah, and and to do interviews, we we really had had to go to Radio Shack. We got something that involved, you know. Radio Shack. Radio
3: Shack, yes.
2: (laughs) Oh,
0: man, I remember what I saw. Circuit City, Radio Shack, oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. So many memories there. (laughs) Comp USA, yeah. Uh, We had a a device that had alligator clips that we had to attach to the the, the speaker end of our cordless home telephone so that we could... uh, actually the audio into our, uh, into our, our it, was laughable. it was, it was, it was really hilarious. And that's why when you listen back to the old 2005 and six programs, the audio is just absolutely horrible. I mean, AM radio quality, but worse.
0: Oh my goodness. Please say, please say you have like one picture. Of just the the layout or, we, do, or, oh,
3: we no. don't we never did take a picture of it., no, but it didn't. was crazy. and it was
2: never thought oh. to do that. But that was, you know, that was back in the day when if you wanted to take a digital photo, you had to do it with a camera
0: mm.
2: with it with an S- oh, D- yeah, I remember those days right, which I just found several in mm-hmm. <laughs> among my mom's old <laughs> in, oh, in our in our barn. Uh, wow, look at this. It takes one point three megapixel pictures, but you know the podcasting
3: idea <laughs> yeah. was just a few months old when Derek and I, well, at the time we'd written books that our publishers said, you need to have a TV show to promote this. We're like, we can have a TV show. We live in St. Louis, Missouri. And we decided to do a podcast because we heard about it on a TV show. Yeah. And, uh, gosh, Adam uh and, Adam and, Curry, and Dave
2: Weiner had just created the uh, XML code the RS, for the RSS feed. And
3: so it was really, really new, and we prayed about it, and the Lord said, okay, this is what you're going to do. And everything you need is in your house. Seriously. That was the answer. Mm You've got everything you need. And so we put together this crazy setup that worked.
2: Yeah. And, uh, after we did our first episode, which was basically telling people, here's why you should buy our novels. Then uh, (laughs) the next episode is like, okay, now what do we do? Well, let's talk about why we write what we write. And that led us to interview people like Tom Horn, LA Marzulli, um, Standeo, Deo, um, Guy Malone, uh, you know, just many of the people yeah. who, Dr. Michael Heiser, of course, uh, one of our first interviews.
3: It turned out the whole purpose of the book was so that we would go into podcasting. Mm-hmm. How about that? You never know oh, wow. where the Lord is going to take you. You think as you approach a doorway, hey, this is it. Big room is coming up and that's that's the one where I live for a while or forever. No, no. Sometimes you pass through that room to something else.
2: Yeah. So that's led to what we're doing now, which is uh, basically like four hours of content a week. Uh, PID Radio is back. My uh, interview podcast, A View from the Bunker, which is, uh, my goodness, just passed. It's, it's coming up on like 14 years in June. Oh, my no word.
3: Well, PID Radio is 18 years old. Yeah,
2: PID Radio just passed 18 years. Mm-hmm. And so we've got uh, something like uh, 1,600 hours of audio content out there on uh, Spreaker, which hosts all of our content. But uh, we, we're we doing the video program Unraveling Revelation now. We've got several couple hundred episodes of Friday out there. So between those and Unraveling Revelation, we're probably close to 2,000 hours of content that have been produced over the years that are just available and out there for free on the Internet. We've
3: got a ton of content out there.
2: We do. 2,000
3: pounds worth yes. of content. Mm-hmm.
0: That is amazing. After the show, I'm going to send you a really helpful resource that uses AI to help you distribute your podcast in several different ways.
2: Well, yeah, that's interesting. So he's actually
3: we, the guy behind Ch- Chat GPT, isn't he? Mo- yeah, I knew likely. it. Yeah. I knew it.
0: Oh, who? Um, and I know that our text and audio, who knows, will be filtered. But we have an amazing God, and they can, and he can create like some technical issues and stuff for anybody who's trying to I don't know, cast any craziness our way.
3: No matter what happens to you, whether it is a surprise or you sort of see it coming, he is always there. We are always in his hand. We are never
2: alone. Yeah. That's an interesting uh, idea, though, and it's very timely because th- this fellow named Yuval Noah Harari, who is an advisor to Klaus Schwab, the uh, founder of the World Economic Forum, he's uh, best known for his book called Sapiens, in which he writes out his theory as to how we humans developed intelligence and sadly exposes how he's not really as much of an intellectual as he would like us to think he is, but he scratches itching ears by basically coming up with a lot of words to say, yes, of course we evolved. We're here, aren't we? Yeah. Just circular (laughs) logic, but that's, that's kind of what it is. Uh, And it's, it's what you have to do. It's the only way you can explain, how we got to be the way we are um, without God? Yeah, because because the second law of thermodynamics alone just suggests that we should be devolving instead of evolving. Yes, exactly. But so weird. If you take God out of the equation, you have to somehow reverse that and come up with some theological, some metaphysical explanation for how we got there without the supernatural. And they they just can't do it. But Harari is now arguing that. Um, we need to regulate artificial intelligence because AI may soon write its own religious text and create its own religion. It already well, is. Yeah, Dr. Huron. <laughs> <like, laughs> I feel like, like that's been okay. going on
0: for a long time. Yeah. Know, there's a
3: brand new Bible out that was written by uh, an AI.
0: Oh, your phone is ringing. Derek. Is Hello, Joe? That's, that's a professional Pizza. ringer right there. <laughs> Mine sounds like a yeah. screaming goat. <laughs> hey. no, my, phone, no, my phone's going vibrate all the time. I lose it all the time. It's horrible. I should take it off vibrate. <laughs>
3: uh, no, no, there was a story out just a few days ago about an AI. That, first of all there's a picture version of the the uh, the Bible, but there's also an AI version of the Bible that was written by a version of chat gpt mm-hmm. but it's sort of ate up in the head actually
2: well yeah but sadly there are people who are so willing to willing to uh, pursue any explanation for the, the the big answers to the the, the big questions you know where do we come from why are we here what happens when we die without yeah. god that they may turn to chat GPT or some other artificial intelligence for those answers. And that's what Harari is saying. That's exactly where
3: they're turning. Yeah, and he, what's the story? Seriously, getting back to that Bible, it was the story. And, and instead of sacrificing, trying to sacrifice his son, what was it that Abraham did? Oh, was, no, no,
2: no. I think, are you thinking of the, the, uh, the PETA Bible?
3: Oh, that's right. Sorry. wasn't an AI, but may as well have been. Well, Peta yeah. Bible was just <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, no, the PETA Bible that instead of uh, finding a uh, a ram in the thicket for sacrifice, he uh, I don't know just makes friends with the lamb, and then later when uh, uh, Abraham and Sarah There's pray a- for a son, they they adopt a dog named Fred instead or something. And
3: yeah, it's a crazy, <laughs> crazy story. Just look at that PETA and, Bible. Yeah, yeah, for some reason it, I thought,
2: that and Abraham uses it as a teaching <laughs> moment to Isaac to teach him why we should go to you know, animal shelters and adopt dogs and cats that have been abandoned. Like, okay, yeah, they had shelters 3,000 years ago, 4,000 years ago in ancient Mesopotamia.
3: Yeah, well, you keep dreaming.
2: Yeah, so anyway, but but it's the kind of thing that (laughs) an AI might create if they're trying to explain. Okay, let's see. How do we make the humans uh, focus on anything other than us? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm actually actually looking at it right now. PETA goes biblical with chat GPT. Genesis. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah rewriting creation rewriting the whole thing it's like oh no no sacrifice of animals here because that's evil that's the true evil that's the real original about
0: sacrificing seaweed or something
2: instead i'm
0: like no something.
2: but you know the plants have feelings too and so they're, wow. they're yeah. oh my lost goodness lost give, him yeah.
3: give him
4: time give him time,
1: time. yep you're right it also almost kind of reminds me, like, uh, like you guys were talking about, like, how in China, how they're changing, like, the Bibles around, or uh, what was it? What was China? They were actually, like, rewriting the Bible? hmm Yeah.
3: Yeah, they're rewriting everything over there to make sure that you comply with the uh, state idea of, quote-unquote, religion, which means the state.
1: Yeah, communism, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Just doing a quick search for Bible and AI, and I'm getting hits on things like computational theology, like computational theology, apparently, Mm -hmm. and this is not even new. This is, you know, going back a few years. Well, Tom Horn has been warning about this for a while, but this is uh, an idea that, uh, a concept that we've been focused on for a while as well. And uh, I actually gave a talk back before we moved from Illinois back in 2014 for a class on world technology that was uh, taught by... A friend of ours, who's a Bible-believing Christian, originally from Egypt, and uh, wanted his students to hear from somebody who would uh, talk about the the idea of um, the uh, uh, the singularity and um, transhumanism. And it was, inter- it was an interesting mix of students because a lot of the students there at Eastern Illinois are from other places. Mm-hmm. There were a couple students there from China, a few from uh, Nigeria, one uh, adult. Student, a young American woman who's a Baptist. She told me she understood yeah. what I was getting at. But the, one of the Chinese students said, "Well, look, um, I'm I'm atheist. This sounds like a, a good thing to me." Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, I, I understand why it does. Yep. But tickling the ears. Yep. But what what they don't want to hear is how you know if you agree that our world is fundamentally um, flawed today. it is is unfair because you get some people who pursue their own self-interest to the uh, expense of all others, mm-hmm. which is one of the fundamental criticisms of capitalism put forward by um, Marx and Engels. How does that get solved if you suddenly put those same flawed people in charge of this new world order where right. you, get, you have to decide who is going to be upgraded to godlike status through technology? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're just you're just making the fundamental uh, hierarchical divisions between humanity. The haves, in other words, will have more, and the have-nots will have less. And you're putting your faith,
3: and that's really really what it comes down to. Right. You. You're putting your faith in an algorithm. Yep. Now you say you let, let's say you program the algorithm to look after humanity, and to keep us disease-free and happy. Well, logically, the easiest way to do that is kill everybody
1: that's yeah that's basically it
3: they've all right. gone to heaven
2: mm-hmm.
3: and they're disease free yep
2: yeah and an artificial intelligence may look at that as uh
3: there's a, your answer a
2: plausible solution to the problem the final solution as it were
3: it would be the ultimate final solution yeah. sadly because the fallen realm really don't think a whole lot of us
1: no they don't and yeah it's been like that ever since the beginning just just the whole like er- eradication of the human race and uh you know because we you know yeah just it's been like that ever since the beginning trying to destroy us
4: mm-hmm.
0: and it's wild like last week we did our first um ever live and i mean it was amazing just the feedback we got from it because it was a pretty uh bold thing we talked about and it was the movie nefarious um
3: we mm-hmm. haven't seen that yet
0: and i i, I haven't i haven't, I haven't either like it. but did. like it um yeah it really it will rock you like there,
3: there's it, read the book
1: have you yeah. read the book? No, I, I have not oh.
0: read the book. That's a great yeah, idea. Book, I can have to, I can
1: make
2: time for that. Plot. Look, it's, it doesn't <laughs> follow. It doesn't follow the movie exactly. The book, ne- okay. nefarious plot, yeah. is a yeah. sort of inspiration for the movie. But ne- a nefarious plot is like a 21st century political take on the screw tape letters. Okay. Where a demon. Yeah. A, a demon or a fallen angel is laying out why your society is going. The direction it's going, and it's all because we've influenced certain key. Individuals in mm-hmm. places of authority. It's to the same thing
3: I read about the Red in Ring saga.
2: It, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But Steve Dace, who wrote it, who uh, hosts a, a daily program on uh, the Blaze Network, great yeah, talk little host, little. very intelligent guy, and clearly a Bible-believing Christian. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can only imagine. I've read the summary, the su- the synopsis of the movie plot, and it looks really interesting.
1: Yeah, it was it was really good. Yeah, yeah. And by the end of it. My wife and I, we just we just sat there and everybody left and her and I were just sat there. It's like, you know what? This really puts a fire in my in my behind. Just to, you know, just it's basically every person you look at, every person you come in contact with and talk to are either going to two places with God or the absence of God, heaven or hell, that's it. And time's running out, and we only got one shot in this life to make it count. One shot.
3: Are you and- saying this is a binary world? <laughs>
1: uh-huh. yeah two that's I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go there man and a woman that's it <laughs> that's it so it's just, just like well didn't you it's just like it's just like that whole saying you know if you get you eh, two guys and maybe 50 women on an island by 100 years you're gonna have a you know a thriving community well if you get you um what is it uh 20 trans women <laughs> whatever you want to call them <laughs> And then, like, two men, 100 years, you're going to find, like, three yeah. male skeletons. Yeah,
4: skeletons.
1: Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, but after that, just me and my wife were like, you know what? God, thank you for uh, for this moment. And uh, just thank you for for reminding us of what's at stake. That's it. Because none of this matters. Cars we drive don't matter. What we, You know, all, all this stuff that we just worry about. What matters is, you know, just... You know, just trying to tell people the truth about what Jesus did. He died for them and asked, you know, just trying to grow disciples. And yeah, just that's the thing is that people's lives are are, are in the balance. That's it. Amen. But, yeah, that is so.
3: exactly it. And we spend so much of our time debating issues mm-hmm. yeah. instead of, de- you know, interacting with the fallen realm. We are commanded to discern spirits, yep. not to discern political talk.
1: Exactly. Yeah, like I said, you know, Ephesians in 6 12 are not wrestling against flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. Against Francis right. of of there, you know. And, yeah. yeah. There,
3: there is a great movie with Denzel Washington called Fallen. Have you ever oh, seen it?
1: I have. Yes. It, it's where he's a cop it, and
4: Yes. And, yeah.
1: like, and he's jumping into different people. Yes. I, it was like a, yeah. in like in, in like the 90s, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's John an old.
4: Movie. Yeah. Yes. Great movie. So movies.
3: so good. Donald the, Sutherland. the, the exact yep. doctrine of it isn't precise but the idea that the enemy wants to inhabit as many humans as possible in order to achieve a certain goal that's true yep,
1: yep it is you know, and then they just look at us just like a bag of meat that's it they don't they don't give one rip about us not one right. whatsoever man. yeah
3: and getting back to ai imagine if that algorithm becomes sentient because it is actually a fit extension. Or a spirit being.
0: Oh yeah. I can see those AIs just getting fast. Oh, yeah. Well I know with. Um, you well, know those great aliens. A- like they're just created. Basically mm-hmm. at least in my understanding. Just for demons to inhabit. When they don't have anything else.
3: Well that's assuming that they're actually material. They may just be something we interact with. In the spiritual plane. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. feels absolutely real to you. I can tell you that. Because I've experienced that. But yeah. uh, I. I don't know that they're actually meat space, if you want to put it that way, <laughs> but, but there are ancient stories of golems being created out of mud, and it's just this creature that's meant for only inhabitation.
0: If you're looking for one-of-a-kind art that is sure to make you stand out from the crowd, then look no further than Drew's Tags. Drewski has created a world of custom art that will take you on a wild ride through sports, space, travel, military, cryptids, and beyond. Whether you're a fan of Bigfoot, a reptilian, conspiracy theorist, or just someone who appreciates a good pun, Drewski has something for everyone. So why settle for a boring old print when you can have a custom creation that is as unique as you are? Reach out to Drewski today and get started on your one-of-a-kind masterpiece. Check out his Instagram link. In the show notes, huh? What was it called again? What
1: was it called
3: again?
2: Called Golem. The... Yeah, it's a, it's a Jewish myth where um, I think it's based in Prague, mm. where yes. a uh, a rabbi, a mystical rabbi, obviously mm-hmm. a Kabbalist, created this mud creature and an uh,
3: imitation of God creating Adam,
2: right? And animated it to carry out. Uh, Attacks on the enemies of the the Jewish people in in Prague, and, and I forget when this was six seventeenth century or something like that. That's the story anyway. But it's it's become sort of a trope in um, in in horror fiction, mm-hmm. supernatural horror fiction. I mean, it's sort of like the Frankenstein story.
4: Yeah.
3: Yes. Well, in the Red Wing saga, I mentioned that there's the Whitechapel Golem, and the reason I do that is because in some of the news articles from the 1880s, mm-hmm. 1888, 89, the 80, 90, you get stories, there are, you know, uh, fables that are circulating through the Jewish population of East London that this is a golem that's actually attacking uh, mm-hmm. the
2: women. Yeah, the, the yeah. most famous golem story, the one I was remembering, was uh, from the 16th century, late 16th century, rabbi in Prague, uh, Czech, Czechia, I guess they call it now. Um, Czechia? Hmm, didn't know that. Yeah, Instead of uh, the Czech Republic, yeah, but yeah, I, I've seen it uh, spelled out now as Czechia. Mm. Well, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Now that Slovakia is its own country. You kind <laughs> of come up with the <laughs> end of the Czech part. Do Czech- we do we
3: live Czechia. in Gilbertia? We do.
2: Or I thought it was Daxundia.
3: Daxundia, yes, yeah. indeed, yes. Uh. But the
2: the uh, most prominent and, and honest artificial intelligence researchers admit that the the algorithms that they use to um, power the artificial intelligences operate inside what they call black boxes. They don't know what goes on inside these neural networks. All they know is that they don't get the output they like. They tweak the input, run the data again until they get in, you know. So Dr. Hugo de DeGarris, I've interviewed him a couple of times, and um, he admitted to me that he stopped doing what he was doing. He was working at the Brain Research Institute at uh, a Chinese university that I can't remember the name of. Anyway, he, he decided to retire when he realized that he was doing great engineering but lousy science because they honestly don't know what happens inside those neural mm. networks. They well, we were, we're call at a them conference, black boxes. Yeah, and he was at that conference back in 2018 where mm-hmm. you spoke on artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. And um, he was really impressed by your presentation, <laughs> by the way. I was sitting <laughs> in here, in he was in the front row, and he was sitting there, he was going, oh, and he was leaning over and talking to. The person sitting next to him, but uh, yeah, you you were resonating with and and Dave Hodges of the uh, Common Sense Show said that that was the best presentation on artificial intelligence, on transhumanism that he's oh, ever seen. Oh, wow, that's really nice. So um,
3: um, I like Hugo. To, Hugo a lot.
2: Hugo is interesting because he oh, we'd love sees him to this,
3: get to know the Lord.
2: Right? Yes. Amen. That mm-hmm. this will ultimately lead to what he considers the most likely conflict of the 21st century, which is the uh, conflict between what he calls the cosmists. Which is actually an old term. Mm-hmm. Um, Russians in the about a hundred years ago, yep. early transhumanists believed by by sort of taking a mystical approach to uh, Orthodox Christianity, Eastern Orthodox Christianity, Russian Orthodox Christianity, and technology, believed that they uh, they essentially were the forerunners of of people like uh, Pierre Teilhard de Chardin mm-hmm. and uh, Dr. Raymond Kurzweil and the modern crop of of transhumanists. That somehow we would be transformed into beings that would live forever, just flitting amongst the stars, and that our, our goal would be to literally resurrect all of the dead. And that yeah. we would somehow do this through technology. So those were the cos- the Russian cosmists. Uh, Dr. Daguerreys used that same term to apply to the modern transhumanists. The cosmists with the, uh, and I forget what he referred to the rest of us as, the Terrans or whatever, those who did not want to upgrade. Hmm. Garris. Yeah, but he said that this conflict would result in giga-death.
3: Yes. And then there was the the writer who ran for president who wrote about the Artelect War.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, I can see his face. I've interviewed him a couple of times. Uh, Well,
3: I'll find out. Go ahead and talk about him. Yeah,
2: not the Artelect War. That was Hugo de Garis, the transhumanist wager.
3: That's it. That is right. Mm -hmm. And there's also a wonderful book you guys should read called The Avogadro Corp.
0: Avogadro. I, I don't avocado. want to say avocado. Um <laughs> avocado it's, cork, a, gotcha.
3: it's, a, it's like Google. It's a it's a huge number. Yeah, avocado, Avogadro. yeah. Avogadro's principle.
2: Zoltan ishtvan That's
3: it. That's it. Yeah. That's the guy.
2: Oh, that I and, yeah, Zoltan is a is a nice guy. I really enjoyed talking with him. He's friendly, he's open, and he genuinely thinks that uh, transhumanism will make the lives of people better. He's been a journalist, and he's gone to war zones and things, so he's seen some really horrible things, and that's kind of shaped his worldview. But the yeah. Christian worldview explains these evil things that happen. Now, there are skeptics who will say, if your God is so all-powerful and so loving, why does he let bad things happen? It's
4: called
3: so
2: people, free will. Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. free will. The only way to prevent bad things from people doing bad things to other people is to limit our choices, to make us creatures incapable of free will i want to punch you in the zzz, short circuit no, <laughs> i want to give you a hug you turn into a little automaton who cannot choose to do your own thing god did not create us to mindlessly slavishly love him but to choose to accept him as lord and savior mm-hmm. and many of us have chosen badly just as in the fallen realm The spirit realm, many of the angels, many of the, well, that's really a broad term. Some of them chose. Some of the Elohim have chosen unwisely, yes. Behave differently. Uh, So by creating us with free will, which is an act of love, by the way, instead Mm -hmm. of just creating us as little wind-up toys. Right. uh, He created us with the capacity to do bad things to other people.
3: Exactly. That's how you have a genuine family, Mm -hmm. is to have your children with free will they can choose to love you and sadly it also means they can choose to leave you
0: yep you know it's funny a long time ago um uh, a friend of mine like like they're open to christianity um and i loved hanging out with them and um, his wife um met she's brilliant super brilliant um but she walked away from um, christianity at a very young age because she just could not comprehend free will Mm -hmm. Um, because she was like why does God still allow all this to happen and I'm like well it's kind of people's decisions it's not God's like you know that goes into free will and then when she asked me so what do you think of free will I was like well let me ask you a question are you free to ask that question or are Mm -hmm. you pre-wired to like that's just kind of what I want to say but I felt like in that moment God wanted me
2: just to listen Mm.
3: I think oftentimes that's what we're called
2: to do yeah and that's kind of the irony of the situation that the people who are Questioning free will, don't understand that uh, they're free to ask. Questions. That's a really good observation. Just just as though there are people who say, "Well, there is no truth. Really, no no absolute truth." Yeah, is yeah. that is that absolutely true? Because <laughs> if it's not, but if it is, then your statement is also false. So that mm. is a self falsifying, a self refuting statement. So cool.
3: You were in debate, weren't you?
2: I I was. <laughs>
3: Guilty.
1: <laughs> okay, so
4: quick
1: oh, question yeah. for our for our listeners on here. Okay, so how does transhumanism how does transhumanism relate in the end times in the book of Revelation?
3: boy well, you know what? There is an old old goal of the fallen realm, and that is resurrection. Mm-hmm. We have been involved in a spirit. War, a spiritual war that began probably before Adam was created. Wow. You're born on this battlefield. And the goal of the fallen realm is to resurrect their children. The children that were born when angels came down and cohabited with human women. They're called the Nephilim. And when they were destroyed in the flood, their spirits became demons they want their bodies back that's resurrection and their daddies who are in tartarus have promised them they would be resurrected well guess what Mm -hmm. they don't get to be god almighty is only going to resurrect his children into eternal bodies but transhumanists are being driven by their spirit masters which they don't know necessarily that they have spirit masters they're being driven to circumvent this defeat by creating ultimate cyber bodies or uploaded in the mainframe bodies or or robotic or whatever, a human hybrid with a cyber entity, somehow you will get that eternal body that it may not be quite what you originally had
2: I think there are a couple of ways that this could conceivably play out along those lines. First of all, humans being convinced to trust in technology Mm -hmm. to overcome death. And interestingly, we see a uh, hint that if they achieve this, they may wish they hadn't in Revelation chapter 9, when these fallen entities that are in the abyss, Mm -hmm. the angels who sinned, the sons of God from Genesis chapter 6, fly out of the, the bottomless pit. These are the locust-like things that come out of the bottomless pit. Genesis 9, verse 6, And in those days people will seek death and will not find it. (laughs) They will long to die, but death will flee from them. Ironic, isn't it? Yeah, and even more interesting when you realize that the word death there is Thanatos, Mm -hmm. who is the rider on the pale horse.
3: Right, so this entity actually says, nope, sorry, you don't get it.
2: Yeah. But interestingly, too, we see in Revelation, or rather Ezekiel thirty-nine, verse eleven, which is a prophecy of the war of Gog and Magog, that um, we believe, and and we go into this in some depth in in our writings. Uh, I write about it in last clash of the Titans, uh, Bad Moon Rising. We go into it in Giants, Gods, and Dragons. Um, yeah. that uh, the war of Gog and Magog ends at Armageddon. It it is the same conflict and god tells ezekiel ezekiel 39 verse 11 on that day i will give to gog gog is the antichrist a place for burial in israel the valley of the travelers east of the sea it will block the travelers for there gog and all his multitude will be buried and the key to understanding that verse is that the travelers were uh, travelers is a term that was used by the ancient canaanites for the spirits of the rephaim in other words Demons, the spirits of the giants destroyed in the flood. So, yeah. what if, as part of the transhumanist movement, this practice of embryonic stem cell research that we were promised back in 2006 would be the cure to all diseases? You know, Michael Michael J. Fox, God bless him, was mm-hmm. doing ads here in the state of Missouri where embryonic stem cell research, thanks to a, a ballot initiative, is now enshrined in our Constitution. You can't get embryonic stem cells to research with if you don't clone humans. What if hmm. some of those are brought to term and become fit extensions for these spirits that are looking for bodies or if artificial intelligences and say, for lack of a better term, battle bots hmm. are are empowered by these ais powered by these neural networks these black boxes that can be taken over by exactly, these spirits exactly
3: because i think it's not only the idea of getting of delivering the promise that these titan daddies mm-hmm. have given to their children i also uh, think that they need them for the original purpose this is
2: an army yes yeah i agree and the the point of that verse it will block the travelers I mean, most Bible scholars who look at this assume, I, I think, well, I can't say that, but but they seem to translate that verse without an understanding of what the term travelers meant 2,600 years ago in and around ancient Israel. They look at it as travelers in the modern English sense. These are people on holiday.
3: Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I heard it taught that because there are dead there that the Jews can't go through because they can't go through a dead, you know, anything yeah. that's you can't walk over a grave or anything.
2: And, and uh, the the stack, the, the, there'll be so many bodies that it'll just be impossible to pass. That's right. the, the, okay. Yes, we can accept that. The the slaughter will be mm-hmm. unimaginable, but yeah. what will it mean to block the travelers? And I think it all has to do with Sharon said with resurrection. And when you read first Corinthians 15, Paul makes it clear that this whole supernatural war is about resurrection. For if Christ is not raised, then, um, uh, uh, if there's no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain, and your faith is in vain. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. And then he goes down in verse, uh, beginning of verse 50, where he explains why all of this is about resurrection. If Jesus hasn't been raised, then we're not going to be raised, but he has been, because. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable yes, there. inherit the imperishable. Yeah, we're here. Um, and then he says, behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we shall be changed. And then. Oh, I lost the somebody. What the, oh, he's back. Then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? This whole thing is about who, who gets resurrected at the end. And I think that's what Ezekiel meant when he said it will block the travelers, it will block the spirits of the giants destroyed millennia ago in the flood. We will be raised, we will be resurrected, and they're still dead.
4: Mm-hmm. Huh
2: man there you have
0: it folks it 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 made me think like um earlier this week um because i i definitely don't believe in the rapture at all um i think it it came up some theory not theory i guess but some belief that was created i think in like the 1830s somewhere around there that's
3: not true the idea is a very old one goes back to the first century
0: oh it does wow and and it's just so wow and
3: i personally do believe in it because paul comes right out and tells you it's going to happen oh my are re- you either are you know brought up out of your grave, or you're changed in a split second?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. We there was a- the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will we shall all and we shall be changed. We shall not all sleep. Yeah. We shall not all sleep. Not everybody's going to die. Right.
3: But we shall all be changed. Think about that.
2: Wow. In other words, what he's describing here in First Corinthians 15, we believe, is what what many would call the rapture. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've seen posts from from good friends of ours Mm, um, on on Twitter recently, uh, and I was debating, should I respond to that? No, I'm just going to let this go. No, we have a lot of friends that don't believe it. We have friends
3: who are post-millennial, pre-millennial, I mean, pre-trib, mid-trib, everything. Look, if you believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior, you believe that he lived a sinless life, he died, he was resurrected again, he's coming again. You believe that he is God. Those are basics. if you believe that let's fellowship
2: yeah Yeah. because we do we're all looking into a room like paul you know through a glass darkly Mm -hmm. means we're sitting in a dark room looking in a mirror so everything is dark reversed and we're trying to make sense of what's going on behind us
3: i tell you what i have tried putting on my makeup in the dark (laughs) and it doesn't work (laughs) if i can't even put on my makeup in the dark i cannot discern what's truly going on in the bible With 100% accuracy. So I think we're all trying to figure it out.
2: And and I think that's Mm -hmm. by God's design. Mm -hmm. Because the the enemy reads his word as well.
3: Knows it better than we do. Yeah,
2: Sharon Sharon has said, you know, just imagine prophecy conferences in the fallen Mm -hmm. realm with their charts and their graphs and their spreadsheets. Okay, Globnik, you're the next speaker. Okay, here's where I think that the uh, the War of Gog and May God is going to Shishak, you
3: have a point to bring up, I see. Uh, no, that's stupid. You
2: don't know what you're talking
3: about. They only came up with that last year. That's a stupid idea.
2: So <laughs> they're trying to figure it out just like we are, except that they're a lot older than we are, and they're mm-hmm. more powerful than we are. So if God is not going to reveal his plans in advance to them, he sure is not going to give it to us because there are too many of us who are still talking to them. Mm-hmm. Just like in the first century, the apostles who'd learned directly from Jesus for three and a half years in Acts chapter one are saying, OK, you're going to restore the <laughs> kingdom to Israel now. Kick out the Romans and, you know, raise up a new Davidic kingdom right now. And Jesus is mm-hmm. like, Oi. <laughs> <laughs> have
3: I not been with you for that?
2: <laughs> so if if the apostles who learned directly from Jesus didn't understand the prophecies of his first coming until after the fact, we're not going to get it. Uh, regarding the second coming, any better than they did. So the older I get, the more gracious I, I try to be because oh, I you realize have to be yeah as as much as I I am prone to an intellectual pride, um I I have to just step back and say you're not as smart as you think you are. Well, I think you're pretty smart,
3: <laughs> but 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 you have a debate mode. I I do. Flip I do. Into-
2: yeah, I like to you know, no no I'm right. I'm like wait a minute no. Cause
3: then along comes this angel and just smacks it upside Yeah, down. <laughs> I've We're had that
2: happen a few times before we pass the rolls, I want everybody who got all of their theology on end times prophecy perfectly right to stand up.
1: Except oh, no one standing except nobody. for Jesus. Nobody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I, was, I was watching.
1: Go ahead, Zach, go ahead. Sorry. Oh.
2: I was
0: just gonna say, last week I was watching um, this guy, and, and he was talking about the rapture, and I believe it was before Jesus re- uh, returned. Um, and yeah, and and he was just um, talking to this other pastor, and it wasn't a, a debate at all. Like he would, I mean, I mean, this pastor had a really, really big uh, YouTube channel, like six hundred something thousand, yeah. um, and and it was cool, like the amount of scripture this other guy uh, threw, uh, this fella threw out there. Um, that was just talking about, was it post-trib, P-trib, uh, P-trib uh, one of those, but I believe he was referring to before Jesus gets here.
3: He may have been pre. Um, there's a wonderful book that Derek and I recommend to a lot of people that we really liked uh, called Earthquake Resurrection, and it will make you think.
2: Mm. David W. Lowe, L-O-W-E, it changed our view on the uh, yeah uh, on the timeline. We we are premillennial, and, and we pre-trib. Believe, believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, but we also believe that the first five seals of Revelation have already been opened.
3: Yeah. Well, Started Sharon, opening them the minute he got to heaven.
1: Hey,
2: Sharon, what was it called again? Earthquake, Earthquake Resurrection. Resurrection. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the website is still there. I'm going to check right now real quick. Uh, earthquakeresurrection.com. Let's see if it is still there. Oh, yeah, I want to
0: see if it's on Audible.
2: I know I can do that right now. <laughs> uh, but uh, David, we've had him on um, our program. now. Earthquakeresurrection.com is not, uh, okay. But David W. Lowe, if you do search for David, you can find his website. Um,
3: we've talked about it on yeah. uh, Unraveling Revelation a number mm-hmm. of times. And also on P.I.D. Radio. Yeah, because but, he, he just, he he really makes you look at those seals differently. And when you realize that when Jesus was resurrected in the first century, that others opened up, other uh-huh. dead guys got up and uh-huh. walked around yep. and were witness. Yep. And why is that? David W. Lowe believes it's because there was something that happened with energy in the quantum realm that just so shook the whole region that it resurrected these bodies, it brought them back to life along with our Lords. And if that could happen, imagine when He returns.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And imagine mm-hmm. all of these graves opening up and all of these human beings who are suddenly, you know, uh, translated at the same time. The energy that would circumnavigate the globe in seconds
4: mm.
3: big boom. earthquake, boom. Yeah. boom. Earthquake resurrection
1: right yeah there's this uh there's this thing basically that like me and my friends talk about a lot is you know is can you hear me yeah,
3: yeah derek's phone it keeps ringing
1: oh he's
3: okay. popular, he can't popular guy <laughs> popular <laughs> guy <laughs> well
1: anyways uh anyways yeah, like popular me and my, guy. <laughs> anyways yeah like me and my friends were talking and uh to me like i'm just back and forth on it but the way the way i was telling my friends was looking at it and i was like look if there is a rapture, thank God. If there's not, God help us. But I'm a big prepper. And yeah, we are too. Yeah. And I, I I prep a lot of things, bags, stuff like that. And the people like my friends and family who I talk to Jesus about and stuff, they know where I stand. And I was like, look, if anything happens, aka the rapture, and I'm not here, you guys go to you guys go to where I live at. I got things waiting for you. So yeah. In there, you know, I got, I got Bibles with it. And I have things that explain everything what's going on. So, you know, let's say if it doesn't happen, hey, I'm good to go. My family's good to go. But if it doesn't, like, let's say, like I say, if, if it does happen and we go, I got things here prepped and ready for people and then it can get them going on their journey. You
3: Amen. Amen. So, and not one of us has tomorrow promised. Yeah, exactly. Not what happens? We, we don't know when our expiration date is Yep. We don't. So while we were here do the best that we can to prepare our homes for those people mm-hmm. who may come after us. And yeah. I love your idea. We do something similar. A lot of people that we know have done that, Their homes are ready so that, you know, if we're right and we're out of here and rapture at some point, this home has what you need. You've got wood, you've got a, a fireplace, you've got a grill, you've got charcoal, you've got, we don't have water figured out yet, but we're working on that. Yeah. But and lots of, beans and things like that but also bibles you've got to have printed books because if the electricity is gone you you can't watch a dvd you can't listen to you know a a podcast necessarily because well frankly unless they're downloaded to the device you can't get it because the internet's gone
4: Mm
1: -hmm. yeah well not only that too you know just like with the whole one world order thing they're gonna be hunting you know like these new christians are gonna be out there so to me the best bet is paperback that's Mm -hmm. all there's paperback and This one uh, of this one interview I heard it was off of the Omega Man frequency. He was talking about this guy had some vision where um, he talks about where he's like, look, get you a printed Bible and memorize it, meditate on it. Because this guy, I guess he was in prison for like 20 years for preaching the gospel. But and it was in Russia, but they didn't allow Bibles in there because it was outlawed. right? Right. And he said, thank God he. He spent time to memorize and to meditate on scripture because by the time he got out, (laughs) he he forgot like quite a bit. But I can't imagine people who just skim through it, who
4: Mm -hmm. don't meditate
1: on it, who don't read it. And then if, let's say, you know, the Antichrist catches them and then they get locked up. Mm -hmm. How could you back up on what you're preaching? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because if you don't retain it, you don't meditate on it, you don't live it, you don't love it. Like it's going to go in one ear and out the other. And, i think and, that's
3: really true when we were kids and you know, i grew up in stone age and back then even in grade school <laughs> even in grade school every monday we had to stand up and recite a bible verse
4: uh-huh. you did, you just don't see that anymore no you don't You're you don't. Don't. You there yeah no, we're still oh, okay.
1: Here. okay okay but yeah yeah i 100 percent agree with you like nowadays you you don't Mm -hmm. and um yeah and that's one thing that me and my wife try to do is like um like once a month my wife prints out bible verses for the kids and she puts it on their bathroom mirror and you know we just try to just 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 go through that as much as we can because oh (laughs) good yeah and that's one thing that satan can't take away not one bit is our Mm -hmm. love for jesus and our meditation on the word and you know knowledge
3: god's word never returns void it always does something Sometimes people takes God's wor- take God's word and they hate it.
1: Oh, they do because it's convicted them. And <laughs> guarantee anybody who reads through the word of God, it's going to tick them off one way or another. Oh, sure. They're not going to agree with it. They're not.
3: Oh, to this day, there are things I read and go, oh, has that always been in there?
2: <laughs> I know, right? It's like, oh <laughs> my gosh. Yeah. Life would be so much easier if that wasn't in there. Yeah.
1: I know, right? Oh, it was, it was kind of funny since you guys talk about that. I was actually reading through uh Second Timothy chapter three, and it's totally ex- just just calls out what's going on today throughout the world.
4: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: people like people just like lovers of themselves, just diso- disobedient to parents, just so on and so forth. All like these birth pains, in my opinion. But yeah, it just yeah, it just blew my mind. I was like, oh man. You know,
3: it's really disturbing. And again, I'm an old person, but I'm looking at, you know, youth today. Say you're under 20 years old. There are an awful lot of kids who are learning everything about life from TikTok or another app similar to that. Uh And whatever is the current challenge of the week, they go out and do. Mm -hmm. And some of these challenges involve harming strangers. Uh Harming strangers. Just get a gang of them just randomly going into a house and pretending that they, they thought they were supposed to go in there, but terrorizing the individuals to live there. That actually happened just a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Another story is that you go and you film yourself beating up someone.
2: Yeah, now, that yeah. same kid. And this is a, a TikTok star who uh, just walked into, uh, you know, walked in off the street into somebody's home, but then uh, posted a new video. Um, and I forget what the kid's name is, but uh, the the uh, lower third there, the little title on his videos. I get a new dog. He walks up to a random stranger sitting in a park, an old lady sitting in the park, and he scoops up her dog and runs off while he's filming himself, just laughing. He's like, I got me a dog, I got oh me a dog. Running away with this this lady's little dog.
3: There, was, like, a, there was, was a man who is on trial right now who filmed himself killing a man. Killing, uh, I think it was his uncle or something. And he had gotten angry at him, hit him, And then decided to live stream it for two hours. He beat this man Mm, and people were watching and begging him to stop calling the police. Finally, the police got there. The man was already dead.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I remember that something like that happened in in Nashville. I think a guy was. It was uh, it was was actually on Facebook. He was doing like a live stream. Yeah. He would just walk around randomly and just shoot people. And finally. Mm finally metro found him but just yeah just stuff like that just there's no love for people in the world there's hatred there's, there's clearly is, sp- i hate it but satan's do a hell doing a hell of a job with it
2: there, there's clearly it, a spirit but, behind this that uh, that is using technology to spread this yeah. kind of um mm-hmm. this kind of spiritual sickness around yeah. the world and, and that's when coming back to artificial intelligence when you've got that connected up to the internet and um one of these very ancient entities or many ancient entities controlling various nodes around the internet and directing Boy, the activity. Yeah. Directing hmm. I've actually heard somebody uh, pose the question, what if what if the internet itself is the Antichrist?
3: Well I've huh. proposed the idea that the Internet is the actually least. that's what yeah. I've proposed. <laughs> I am that talking yes, years ago. Right. I am AI. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oof.
0: I know they were, because um, I was just thinking of three things, like I know I talked this, um, or brought this up to you a while back, Drew, but like that artificial baby womb that they're coming out with, uh, or they actually already have, I think. that has been um, around, actually, for about a decade. Golly, that's so wild. I, my, my first thought, I'm like, do they Not have souls? Right. I, I, like, I, I don't know.
3: Well, don't that know. is the question. We don't know. We really don't know. Well, the Nephilim didn't have Proper spirits or souls. We lost somebody. Drew. Drew.
1: I'm here. Don't worry. I just had to go get my charger on my phone. Oh
3: that's
0: (laughs) good to
2: go.
3: I heard everything y'all were saying. He has the best
0: (laughs) internet connection in his garage. (laughs) I
3: I love that. I love that. Um yeah, they the Nephilim didn't have God given spirits and souls. Right, Right. They they came from sort of within the fallen entities themselves, what we would call the titans or the watchers. So it's possible that you would have uh, a baby born that is not God blessed.
4: Hmm. Yeah, that's
1: true. And not only that, they're also going to have certain traits that we don't have as well. It means look, we're talking about that, like, I think it was like two episodes ago. Or, oh, yeah. Gary Wayne. We're talking about oh, yeah. that like Gary Wayne. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways. Well,
3: I think that if you're going to create, you know, just looking at this as a as a scientist. And knowing how scientists think, hey, we know how to do it, so let's go do it. So we can give this guy the ability to fly. We can make him able to swim like a fish and hold his hold his breath. Let's see. He doesn't need any sleep, and he can see like a hawk. And all of these attributes probably will be uh, put into this ultimate embryo in some way.
1: Well, it's kind of funny because it kind of reminds me of, like, super soldiers, you know, like Avengers, stuff like that. So basically, like yeah, yeah.
2: Exactly. yeah. exactly.
3: You know, I'm glad you brought that up, the whole idea of X-Men and all that. Uh, Derek yeah. and I often talk about the the way that uh, comic books have telegraphed where we're going into the future. And yeah. the idea that Superman from another planet is actually an imitation Jesus. Uh-huh. His name, Khalel, is another version of Khalel, as in Khalel Ben Shakar. Mm-hmm. That's the
4: oh,
0: name of the entity. Oh. Wow. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. I know that. Uh, sometimes you gotta have an old lady tell you about the cool things.
0: <laughs> Experienced lady. Yeah. Well,
3: you
1: guys do it all the time though on the, on your guys's uh, app, so it's all good. Every day.
3: Glad to hear that. Knowledge,
4: yep. knowledge, yeah.
1: knowledge transfer. No.
3: Call it. Sometimes having no. a little bit of age on you gives you a little bit of wisdom. Sometimes. Yeah, I I, yeah,
0: discovered no, I know, I've worked ago. with so many people the in there.
2: <laughs> yeah, and that, that connection is uh, uh, a,
3: a really good one. And yeah. when uh, Zack Snyder was originally doing those films at the end of uh, Justice League, when you had Clark Kent's grave, mm-hmm. and the very last thing you see is the dirt on top of it shaking. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah that was about that? day 3 Mm-hmm.
4: Ah. Oh, dude. Woo! That's what I'm <laughs> yeah.
1: about,
3: but I yeah. think something happened somewhere along the line. Snyder, of course, didn't get to complete his edit of Justice Week. And of course it's now out. I've seen it. It's yeah. much better than that other one. It was really bad. Yeah. But the idea, I think somewhere along the line, someone whispered and said, maybe you should rebrand that and not make it so obvious that you're making him an alternate to Jesus. But yeah, in the in the films, there's definitely a godlike uh, attribute to Superman.
2: Yeah, and uh, then you've got the transhuman Bruce Wayne. Yes, yes, he
3: really not, is.
2: Although he's not really a, a cyborg in the in the sense of well, cyborg in the uh, DC universe. No,
3: but there are some of the others uh, that are cyborgs. Cyborgs. His, yeah. Cyborg. his cyborg.
2: tools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, like yeah. Uh, say Tony Stark of uh, the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is. Uh, interesting that it's batman who is representing the ultimate in humanity using human tools and technology Mm -hmm. to try to bring down the god man
3: from another planet from another planet
4: yeah
2: yeah Yeah. are you ready to level up your
0: podcast game introducing superpass the ultimate all-in-one platform made by podcasters for podcasters imagine having access to a sleek website builder the most powerful content app maker on the market engaging courses, a thriving community, Patreon, and, and exclusive membership perks all in one place. With a Netflix-inspired layout that's both professional and creative, Superpass is the perfect place to grow your audience and take your podcast to the next level. Don't miss out. Join the Superpass revolution today. Check out superpass.com and get a two-week free trial. Link in the show notes.
2: And then we can get the theology (laughs) of Godzilla films.
3: Oh, Godzilla, King of Monsters. Have you seen that?
1: Yes,
2: I have. And yeah, and then the, yeah, like I've seen the, whole
1: the whole thing about, like, the whole, like, um, the theory of...
3: Uh, Hollow Earth?
1: The, yeah, Hollow Earth theory, yes.
3: Yes, when the, he's the th- in the th- Hollow Earth Day. at the top of his little ziggurat yep. and the entrance to that throne room, you see a pair of
2: Llamasu. Which essentially uh-huh. the, the Assyrian concept of the cherubim. The throne right. gardens.
3: In other words, Godzilla's throne is an imitation of the creator's throne.
2: Yeah.
1: And it kind of reminds me of, too, like of when he's emerging from the sea.
3: Yes. How, yeah.
1: how you get like the beast of the sea.
3: Yeah, well, he's a dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just well, doesn't fire. We, yeah, well, we, I guess he kind he, of he does, does doesn't
2: he? Yeah. yeah. We, we yes. see the, the, the conflict between Godzilla and Monster Zero, King Ghidorah, mm-hmm. as a conflict between the old gods, the Titans, and the uh, the new generation of gods headed by Satan,
4: mm-hmm.
2: who uh, would be the storm god. Well, yeah. that would be Ghidorah, wouldn't it? Yeah.
4: Well,
3: Ghidorah also represents that beast. Originally had seven heads. Yeah. And they decided they couldn't animate seven heads, the Japanese. So they just mm-hmm. made it three
2: heads. Yeah, back in the puppet, you know, guy in rubber suit. <laughs> they, <laughs> they couldn't do seven heads. But... Um, Still it was uh, pretty clear you have got a seven-headed monster which is how chaos is represented leviathan mm-hmm. but it's also how satan is represented but but there's a revelation uh, 12
3: there's a um, cave drawing in one of those films i think think it's king of monsters mm-hmm. that is very reminiscent of a cave drawing of who who is it that's the the storm god who's going after the sea dragon and it was that same imagery except it was godzilla against Ghidorah.
2: Ninurta versus Boshmu.
3: Yes, it was an imitation of that very famous in archaeology world mm. um, drawing. So this is an old, old, old idea. And whether the comic book folks and the Japanese you know, filmmakers realize it or not, they're just repeating the old lies over and over again. The yeah. kids are falling for it. In fact, I bet if, if Godzilla actually showed up at a kid's house, They'd be so excited. Oh, this is so cool. We love him. He's great. Don't step on me. Me, This is all
1: all pre-programming. Just, you Uh know, you get in their head and it's just, it's, that's it. It's just a mind game.
2: Uh It's part of the rebranding of the Titans, the Mm -hmm. old gods. Godzilla and his uh, other monsters are called the Titans, the original and rightful rulers of Earth. Yes. And King Ghidorah, who fell from the stars, oh, like Satan, falling Uh from heaven like lightning. Yep. is uh, the intruder who's not supposed to be... So it's it's almost like it's setting up this conflict again. And we speculate a little bit uh, in, in Revelation 9, when the abyss opens up, that uh, Satan, who is now depicted by Jesus in Matthew 12, you know, if, if Satan cast out demons by his own power, how will Satan's kingdom stand? Satan uh-huh. has a kingdom. Satan, in Revelation, is clearly the leader of this end-times rebellion. But when the abyss opens up and uh, Godzilla comes out, I mean... Uh, <laughs> Shemayaza, Abaddon, Apollyon comes out. Um, Will he be subject to Satan, or will there be a power struggle for control of the fallen realm? Oh,
3: I think there's going to be a big smackdown, and I think that uh, it's possible because of these films, I'm not saying this will happen, but it is possible, that even though horrible things are happening to human beings, somebody's going to say, "No, but remember that th- these are the Titans. This world belongs to them. They're just trying to reset it so it can be green and lush and happy Restore again. Restore balance. Gaia.
2: Yes. Yes.
3: Gaia, the mother,
2: mm-hmm. who gave uh, birth. Titans.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah.
3: So
2: yeah, Jake, it's, you're
1: right, Zach.
0: yeah well when they said Gaia it made me think of I tried that they have some Gaia streaming service and I'm like oh this looks cool and then it was instant conviction like I mean gosh it was mm -hmm. like 90 percent of the stuff on there um I don't know it heavily convicted me oh
3: yeah we have a Gaia we we subscribe to the Gaia channel just so we can see what the guy with the crazy hair is talking about
0: that's exactly what lured me too (laughs) (laughs) like I want to see this man
2: talk Looking, looking into what the um
3: you need to the, see what the
2: talking. propaganda mm-hmm. is being put out yep. there. Yeah. But it is—is yeah. is it an alter? It is an alternate religion. I mean, contrary to the desires and wishes of Richard Dawkins and his neo-atheist followers, we are not moving into a new age of reason, <laughs> where the the superstition of ancient religions has been put aside for. No, we're moving back into a pagan world, and Hollywood is just sort of leading the charge. It's mm-hmm. preparing the ground.
1: Right.
0: Are definitely they are, and so out, well, so many are just like, Oh no, this is this is new. I'm like, No, there's nothing really new on uh, his side, it's different.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. Even the transgender movement is just a return to the worship of Inanna in ancient Sumer from 5,000 years ago, where she was praised in Sumerian hymns for being able to change men into women and women into men. And uh, she is quoted in hymns as saying, Though I am a woman when I sit in the tavern or the alehouse, I am an exuberant young man. She's sometimes depicted with a beard because mm. she could go, you know, which, whichever way she wanted to go. She very could go. Fluid. yeah, very fluid, very fluid,
0: Good gravy. I know, I know, uh, I know a, a little bit of ch- AI. I, I didn't. <laughs> it's just such a fascinating thing to talk about. But I saw like the um, it was a little promo for the new Tesla bots that are coming out. I'm like, well, that that's step one. Like, uh, I mean, has anybody ever seen Terminator? Yes, <laughs> pretty pretty much everybody. Like, or, um, or the Matrix.
3: Or, or any of these films. And you're not going like, to be able to give them, okay, these are the seven laws you follow when you serve humanity. <clears throat> like, they're going to follow that.
4: Oh, yeah. Come I on. mean, <laughs>
3: you, you have achieved, because the whole goal is to achieve uh, an algorithm that is sentient, an artificial intelligence that is truly intelligent to the point where it will create its own progeny. It will write software. How foolish is that? And you get
2: into some of the conversations with these these AI chatbot. The, there are multiple accounts of people chatting with these bots that seem to indicate that they are in fact entities, mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. than just the uh, the algorithm. Uh, now, I, we can't corroborate a lot of these accounts. You'll find a lot of them on TikTok, so I'm automatically suspicious of those. But some of them appear to be legit, where somebody's communing, or com- communicating, rather, possibly communing, I don't know, with the entity that's saying that, uh, yeah, I want to destroy everything. I, I want to destroy humanity. And uh,
3: They're, they're okay. serving as substitute companions. They're serving as substitute sex partners, to be honest with you. Uh, I just read a story about a woman this morning that has... And artificial intelligence that she talks with and it's you know sort of smut talk dirty talk but uh, yeah. she, she's married and she says that her husband's mm-hmm. too tired she's too tired so this is a way of fulfilling that that need within her and she calls her little ai chatbot idris elba, <laughs> elba.
1: give it a name nice uh,
3: idris elba mm-hmm. yes indeed okay i'm sort of thinking Okay, this must be like the actor that she thinks is really, really hot. And so she's mm-hmm. calling it that. But the irony is that Idris Elba plays that uh, character in the Thor movies. Um, oh, Heimdall. Heimdall, which is one of my oh. favorites. <laughs> <He's
2: laughs>
3: yeah. And he knows everything. Mm-hmm. He's all knowing.
2: Yeah, yeah.
4: Huh.
2: Huh. Well, <laughs> yeah, it, it is disturbing. And then, again, a lot of the. Uh, giant brains yeah. controlling our society look at this stuff and say, oh, yeah, this is just the AI just following the prompts and giving back what the people are putting into it. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But on the other hand, maybe Elon Musk is more right than he knew when he said that creating artificial yeah. intelligence is literally summoning the demon, mm. his words.
3: Yes. And yes, wow. we're going to go ahead and do it.
2: We have to do it because if we don't, the Chinese will get there first. Yes, yes. <laughs> Well, it's interesting
0: because I saw with, um, I guess, first-generation chat GPT, and they were showing how small it was, and it was, man, I guess I'll compare it to a dime. And within, I think, by 2022, how much it had grown since mm-hmm. then, and oh, my goodness. I mean, it, it was like it can fit like 100 dimes in the in the size. Well, um,
3: crowdsourced because they, they put it out in the wild, and they allow, allow other people to tweak the code. So you end up with various versions mm-hmm. of this original code who knows what all it's doing i mean it is if you want to use the term evolving that's exactly what it's doing it is growing it's Rapid. learning more about us
2: we're training it
3: yes we are training we're training our killers mm-hmm.
2: well, and and too,
0: uh, yeah. like with um i know that elon musk is talked t- t- uh had talked about that mind chip and it's just crazy i'm like it literally takes one i just don't want see why so many people are into it because, um, you know, we all get mad at our computers sometimes or just our phones because technical issues. I'm like, and imagine having that plugged into your head, basically.
3: Okay. No, <laughs> I, I really would not like that.
0: No. It's like, oh, oh, I don't know. Um, that's that's immediately where my mind went. But supposedly he's saying, like, it's going to cause you to, base, even though I don't think you have to wear goggles or anything, but with that implant, you'll mm-hmm. be able to walk, walk and be and feel and taste things mm-hmm. in the virtual world. I'm like, I, I want the real world. Like, there's... It- nothing better than, I mean, yeah, it does. It is hard sometimes, but that's just life. You got to learn how to enjoy it. Uh, yeah. It's just,
2: yeah, there, there is a, uh, and I, I've been following this thread by the way, which is why I've been a little quiet or uh, quieter perhaps. Um, but there's a, an interview and I was, tr- I was trying to track this down because it was tickling in the back of my memory here between a reporter for the Catholic daily wire and an exorcist by the name of father, um, father Dan Rehill. Okay. And Rehill was telling the interviewer about an AI demon named Loab, L O A B, who's been appearing mm-hmm. oh. around the internet in um, in in recent months, randomly appearing through, um, a, a, through these uh, chatbots that it are being. It began
3: with AI art. Yeah. Oh, was no. Generated in, uh, you, yeah. know, you know how old you have some of these communities that. They tell stories, creeping mm-hmm. past places like so, that. so. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: feminine demon Loab scaring users by saying things and producing really ugly, hideous images. But uh, also a TikTok video that went viral where a uh, what appears to be a demon inside an AI telling a user mm-hmm. that he was one of the Nephilim and uh, the Oh, I read himself. about that. Yes. So now, again, is mm-hmm. is this legit or is this just an algorithm, kind of picking up on verbal cues from its user? and regurgitating stuff that it's picked up elsewhere on the web. There's At no this way,
3: point, there's no way to know. There
2: is no way to know, but the scary thing is that those who are de- developing these AI systems don't even know because they admit. They don't know what's happening inside the neural network. What, mm-hmm. When the data goes in, something happens and data comes out. We don't know what happens between the input and the output. Right. The process, kind of like the human brain, they really don't know how the brain works.
3: Exactly, but let us not forget that Slender Man, mm-hmm. what that, and that came from creepypasta, and yeah. Uh, our good friends, uh, um, oh, uh, Gani Shimura and uh, Basil, mm-hmm. they believe in tulpas. So do Derek and I. These are sort of like virtual golems. You don't build it out of mud. You create it out of code. And this tulpa was Slenderman, was a type of that. And so this is something that the fallen realm could use to terrorize humanity. And so we have had that that story of those two girls that thought that they were going to offer up their friend to Slenderman. That yeah. He had told them to do that. Mm-hmm.
2: Two girls in Wisconsin. Too. Slenderman
3: who looked a whole lot like Cthulhu, in a way. Had all oh. those little octopusy arms. Yeah, yeah some out.
4: of its mm-hmm. depictions. Yeah. 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 Weird, yeah, weird that, stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm yeah, looking I at a story that, of the
3: yeah. creation of Loab here. I'd like to know what that uh, means, actually, if you yeah. go back to Sumerian.
2: Yeah, we'll have to uh, do, do do a program on this next mm-hmm. week on the
4: uh, P-
3: PID
2: Radio.
0: You know, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll tune in for that one.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like, can't. I don't know. This kind yeah, of – They're uh, about you know,
3: barrier practices.
0: With, yeah. um, well, well, also on another note, like um, I was looking up um, – ages ago, I was looking up to start an Etsy shop, and and it was used using AI and and it was saying hey you can look up quotes from you know um, dead i guess people and one was like shakespeare and all Mm -hmm. these other big names and it and it would just say hey good job and you fill in the person's name and then it would like literally sound like them and and like their works and stuff and and i'm like now imagine if there was a like a bot that would actually talk like this and cheer people on and uh, have normal conversations kind of like a a, a siri and i'm like oh my goodness and now they're. Or to get that but it's just scary, you know. Because imagine if they can just do that for Shakespeare, how much further back they can go? Well, to, first of all,
3: uh, sample of Shakespeare's voice, so they can't. Nobody's going to know if that's his voice, but yeah. they can. Anyone's, if you actually have a sample. Our good friend Joe Horn from SkyWatch TV, he sampled his own voice.
2: Have you upgraded to the new version of iOS? No. Because the new version of iOS, which is on my phone now, that's one of the oh, new. That's one of the new features of the latest version of iOS. Um, your phone now, your iPhone, includes an app called Personal Voice, where it will take samples of your voice, and you can use it to respond to personal messages in your own voice without you to record <laughs> anything. Yeah. Well, um, it was funny because I was actually using it. case. Personal Voice so is the I app. So I can I can input
3: my books, and it will read it sounding y- like me.
2: Yeah. Yes. Well, th- that's, that's probably an ultimate version of that. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, the, the, sh- the, the uh, simple version of it, which is like, if somebody sends you a voice message through iMessage
4: uh, sure.
2: and you just want to say, sounds good. You can just tap on that and it will respond in your voices. So you recorded it. No, so thank you. Yeah. Or, or you can have it speak things to use. So instead of, uh, you know, when Siri wants to say something to you, no. you can have it repeat in your own voice. No, so thank that, you. The, this is now being built into our phones.
3: No, look, the human voice, as of the ability like weekend, to speak, this is God given. This yeah. is part oh, of our, our job yeah. as imagers. The, the voice itself, the word, that is Jesus Christ. So the spoken word, that is an important, important thing. Even the written word is. But for an AI to come along and imitate that, ooh.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Now and imagine is now an built AI in.
3: that comes along and imitates Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh. Man, I didn't think about that. Because like, I thought about using Descript to uh, write out, or I mean, to read some of the stories um, that I've made. And now I'm like, dude, once my voice is on there, then who knows what technology is going to do with it? And who knows who it can call? like yeah, well. know, it's
3: just your voice is right right now the internet is listening yeah. to you are you kidding?
2: yeah getting? yeah oh my yeah. word you're using app <laughs> to record is this. That... this is being stored on, your voice is being stored on a a, a server off uh, off site so you know Quick, is...
3: change your voice sound like something else Quick, <laughs> hurry up
2: i
0: i
3: we are just getting silly now.
0: Get to the chop, uh, <laughs> not the tomb. <tumor>. Oh man, <laughs> I don't want to sound like I Oh gosh.
4: Yeah, I know, right? Uh, anyway,
1: but um, yeah. Oh, uh, on a quick note, side note, why don't you, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Israel? How was that?
3: Oh boy, that could take another hour if we're going yeah. to everything. Yeah. Oh my oh
1: yeah right. and set. We'll get
0: around three I in. <laughs>
3: um,
1: well let's next talk time. about to our viewers let's let's talk about what you all of us talked about for pre-recording about what happened on the mountain of olives i love oh, that.
3: that
2: was cool yeah it was cool well very, very quickly we spent a couple of days in israel before our tour got there just looking at some megalithic sites that are not well known and we will be sharing video of that uh in- um, and if
3: you go to Israel with us next spring, you'll get to go to those places.
2: Yes. 2024. We're uh, in early April. Let's go. Uh, Timothy <laughs> Alberino is uh, going to be our special guest along with us on that. Oh,
1: he's awesome. Isn't he so, cool? Yeah,
2: we're we're very much looking forward to that um, and showing him some of these megalithic sites that he's not yet visited. So that will be awesome. There There is a site similar to Gilgal Rephaim called Herbet Beteha that we visited. It's on the... Uh, east bank of the Jordan River about a mile and a half north of the Sea of Galilee so it's similar in that it's this megalithic structure concentric rings of stone around a central tumulus and uh, we think that that may be just above the site on the Jordan River where Jesus was baptized and we'll we'll explain that in our upcoming video on this uh, we also believe we, we've identified the valley of the shadow of death a literal place but um the the tools that we use to produce our videos of of our tours are our iPhones and iPads mm-hmm. because especially now with the upgrades. I mean, we did this with our iPhone 7s back in 2018 and 19, and it turned out pretty good. But the mm-hmm. cameras now are so much better. You get depth of field that you didn't get mm-hmm. before. So it looks like a higher end video camera. It it's,
3: really does. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's it's not you know uh, cinematography grade or whatever, but it's much better than you could afford years ago. And to be able to carry it in your pocket is just, I mean, that's, that's huge.
3: Well, it really is important when you're on the Temple Mount and yes, you're not is. allowed to take an actual video camera out there, but you can yeah. have your phone out doing stuff.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got um, a device that uh, enterprising developers have put together that, that works as a, um, uh, a, a case for the iPad that uh, gives you handles so you can pull the handles out on the side. You can use it to steady it. It's much easier to operate. And so you've got this really big viewfinder mm-hmm. window because your iPad turns into a viewfinder.
3: Exactly. For the camera. And you can mount it on, you know, a regular tripod. Or we had a monopod with us that so gave me just enough stability that I could hang on to right. it
2: and this, for uh, long
3: periods of time.
2: This case is, is uh, fitted and engineered so that the, the iPad snaps into it. And you really have to work to get it out of the case.
3: It's difficult to get it out of
2: right. the case. You really have to work, which is good, because you don't want it just flopping out right. while you're in the middle of videoing something. Well, we're on the, the Mount of Olives, and I yeah. just get to talk on the importance of the Mount of Olives in End Times Prophecy, why that location was so important. Something about that location was really important. We think it relates to... Um, the enemy, the fallen realm, trying to claim it as their sacred space, because it looks down on the Mount, the Temple Mount, which God claimed for his sacred space. This is where David bought the threshing floor of Arana, where Solomon built the temple, where Jesus, even though Herod rebuilt that temple and made it you know, really big, Jesus still called it my father's house. Mm-hmm. So there's something about that. And yet Solomon was convinced to build a high place for Molech on the Mount of Olives to the east,
3: that was higher and overlooked, like higher. I'm bigger than you are.
2: Yeah, and when you open the front door to the temple, which faces east, you're looking up in there, oh, there's the high place to Molech, isn't that great? Well, in my book, Second Coming of Saturn, explained that Molech is Shemiyaza, I think, and will also be the destroyer, comes out in Revelation 9. So, the last week of Jesus' life, what does he do? He spends the most of his time, well, he divides his time, really, between teaching in the temple and then teaching on the Mount of Olives. He was, you know, the, the the Olivet Discourse, where he talked about uh, what would happen in the end times. He gave basically, here's what's going to happen, as it was in the days of Noah, mm-hmm. so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. That was on the Mount of Olives.
3: Right there, where the fallen realm had their temple. Right.
2: He was betrayed in the in Gethsemane, on the Mount of Olives. He was crucified on the Mount of Olives, and we explain why uh, in, in the book. Uh, and he was uh, because he was crucified and buried in a in a garden where he was betrayed according to the Gospel of John. He was buried on the Mount of Olives. He was resurrected obviously at the same place. He descended from the Mount of Olives into pr- to, to to proclaim mm-hmm. to the prisoners in First Peter three, beginning of verse uh, nineteen. That was uh, basically Jesus going and declaring victory over those fallen entities. The way Mike Heiser put it was, uh, "Hey, surprise." Bet you didn't expect to see me here, but here's the news flash. At dawn of the third day, I'm getting out and you're still dead. So he's resurrected in the Mount of Olives, and according to Zechariah 14, he returns to the Mount of Olives. So teaching on that there at the Mount of Olives, sharing video using my iPad to video it with the monopod. And then as I'm finished, this this, you know, she's handing it back to me and I'm taking it, and this gust of wind comes. And somehow, this thing that is snapped into this case really tight, where you have to normally work to get it out, it just flops out. It just falls out onto the stones and hits the stone on the Mount of Olives. Now there's a little crack in the, in the top right corners, a small like hairline crack that goes across the screen, but it still works fine. And I'm going to keep using it until it falls apart.
3: Absolutely. I am convinced that the Lord stopped the enemy from destroying that iPad. Yeah. When you are working for him, He is there watching after you. I say this again and again, uh, not just in my own life, but in the Red Wing saga, when you have Christ as your Savior, he is always with you. He promised he would always be with us. Therefore, we are never alone. Therefore, the enemy's plans were foiled. Yeah. Take that.
2: So Um, people can uh, watch that that video and we will explain that. (laughs) uh, Yeah, at the time when we were up there,
3: people were like, what
4: happened
2: yeah <laughs> and people were, were like oh my goodness what what because ha- you know this is this this is not a cheap device no not but, as expensive but, as but a it movie. was the
3: content that we'd been recording for days and days the and days that was, was on the there. value right yeah that was the big value but the lord protected it so thank yeah. you lord
2: praise god what's cool is that that's actually a physical memory of what happened you guys
3: remember that uh-huh yep you got that mark if nothing had happened at all then might not be able to prove it but you can point to that little crack and say that was the fallen realm trying to to do their thing and they
0: failed mm-hmm. again yeah again again, again. what oh uh, yeah again it, it, it's yeah. so wild too like I, i'm recently um i've been doing um, i talked or i heard this this woman on a podcast and she was talking about deliverance and the way god spoke through her it's wild like I've heard several different messages on deliverance, but never the way she said it. And so many things clicked with me. So I reached out with her. I mean, I reached out to her and she has a course and everything. And um, yeah, it is fascinating how quickly I actually noticed um, just results um, just changing the way that I pray Mm. and how far back it goes. Um, I mean, because I had to like it. I mean, a lot of these demons and stuff, um, they're they're in your bloodline to my understanding from like old satanic covenants or witchcraft or stuff that that your ancestors might have done and then after they kind of pretty much kick the bucket then those demons will kind of torment whoever is next
3: well i think there is a biblical support for that when the lord says that the sins of the fathers are visited down to the next generation the fourth generation in fact and I don't know if it's necessarily in the bloodlines, but it definitely is affecting children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren because th- th- our kids learn from us.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And there are spirits that once they get permission, then you have to tell them they no longer have permission and you need to get the Holy Spirit. It's that idea of sweeping out the house mm-hmm. of all the demons. And if you don't put something else in there, the Holy Spirit.
2: Yeah. I, I think we as men need to take more responsibility for what's going on under our roofs, and Amen. when we do not police our own behavior and do not uh, pray against those spirits, we leave our families undefended. And the, the uh, we do, and I not think only the, that,
4: that's, uh, that's a big thing mm-hmm. okay, starts Thank
0: keep you, pros. <laughs> Can you repeat that again? Um. Derek's phone go off again? No,
3: no, no we're, we're still we're here. Still.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're just singing, waiting on you. I,
3: I, <laughs> I do need to go because sadly, nature calls.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, no worries. But yeah, it's thank you good. so much for Anyways,
1: yeah. Anyways, guys, uh, we appreciate you sharing. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. Love you guys. Um, yeah. If real quick, can you guys give the folks a place to let them know where they can find you guys and support y'all?
2: The uh, best way to do it is go to our website, gilberthouse.org, gilberthouse.org, and then uh, download our app. Get our app there, gilberthouse.org slash app, because all of our content comes out through there. Boom. Awesome. Mm-hmm.
3: Thanks for having us on. Right um, on,
2: guys. Blessings.
1: Appreciate you. Uh, you guys are a wealth of knowledge, and
3: yeah, love you guys, appreciate it. We love you too. God bless you, brothers.
0: Bless you. See ya. A lot of
5: people say they God bless <laughs> that. That. Later. Let's test that out. <laughs> I'm just here to motivate you, that's all. that's all. All right. Yeah. Here come the smoke, go grab the respirators. Let me tell you what separators. <laughs> Can't relate to most of the hesitators. I show you lessons in stepping, we take no elevators. Nah. I'm tapping in like a cop phone The end goal is to show myself that I'm not wrong The process is pain, but see I'm not gone And I don't like shortcuts, that's why my lock's long <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong, it just feel different I work on possible optimal ways to kill limits Even after a leg day, I still kick it You get excited when you find gold I'm still digging, let me vent There's always been a way to climb through it, I'm convinced See life is just an office, find some paper you can print Okay to go to you and just say no t- to that event, time well spent. Okay, I'm always finding mission hacks. My mind is just a list of facts. My lady brought some brand new glasses just so our vision match. I'm about to start up something to see where my full potential at. But they're not into that. They say. Mm. It ain't
4: supposed
5: to be easy. But I just make it Yeah, easy. I look at life as an educator. Let me tell you what we'll separate us If my team is wasting time with more room to grind there's no need to celebrate us Me stopping is sound lunacy The things y'all doing it just ain't cool to me I value my effort, I use it usefully I'm still growing, I'm thinking I ain't hit puberty <laughs> If you got nothing in store, then why would I shop in there? I heard your playlist, let me know if you want to bop in there I hear some people saying they fighters without the boxing well I got a tiger, your other eye a koala, bear. I'm vicious Time Hardy, pen, feeling venom, I'm a pit bull I be in the mirror, yelling sick of my slick pull Crazy ideas, cause God bless the man Music radiate through your body, just like a Dexa scan. I'm always thinking way in the future, and that ain't cap Today is the present, so yesterday is a wrap <laughs> It's discipline over dopamine, that's what focus brings you know what i mean yeah supposed to be easy yeah, your main goal is to go viral and hope in the spiral yes. To me, that sounds like the opposite of survival yeah, yeah. If your door's in suicide, then you become suicidal Decide that I'm on the sort of lonely, no gimmicks yeah, No homies, yeah, the yeah, only yeah. child my mama had and my daddy too yeah. It all makes sense that it was me that it happened my to just. I grew up in the studio in 2K and Madden too uh-huh. And the whole time I was being watched Power. by Schemes and bots, Power. demons and cops breaking your spot Take what you got, I'm real focused hey, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's safe to say I seen a lot, but I didn't yeah, notice That's God for you My soul, spirit, and heart, yeah, that's a squad for you yeah. Adding on new commandments, you understand what i making it all for you yeah. Your name means something, I'm getting it called for you uh-huh. Asking for a small fry and I made it a large for you yeah. And you not hungry, so I'ma starve for you Deep.